Hey everyone, it's Haley here. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind everyone for the third week in a row that it is Origins Week. And if you want to know the exact schedule of where we are at any given day or want to contact us about the con itself, please join our Discord and use the channel Cons and Meetups and you will hear about where we are, what events we're interested in for the day, and what's happening. Outside of that, if you want to meet up with us, we'll be at Wolf's Ridge at 8 p.m. on Saturday. With that, I'll welcome you into episode 254, Split the Deck. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 254. Hello. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Shit's going down in Galaspire, guys. You're not there yet. Uh-oh. We're fashionably late. You're late to your own party. Respectfully, shit's been going down here as well. (laughs) (laughs) Agree to disagree. These guys are just kind of sitting here. You crashed their party here. That is true. Well, um, we are drinking a Patreon beverage. I think we're all drinking the same thing. So, Emily, what's what's that drink? We are drinking the same thing today. We have Caden's Cure All. This was suggested by Human Bean. It consists of one tablespoon of simple syrup made up of uh, one to two slices of ginger, half teaspoon of cracked black pepper, zest of one lime, and half an ounce of gin with seltzer and lime juice. And I think this is the last drink, right? Last patron drink? Yep. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Human Bean. You, you did it. You did it. You got the last one and squeaked in there. I put wow. all of the remaining drinks onto the poll this time. So everybody oh. that submitted it got a drink on there. Wow. How many? Oh, it really wasn't that bad. I think there were like okay. six. I did not do the bad boy list because I oh, didn't yeah. want to drink that. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Don't give us a bad boy list yeah. drink on our last yeah. drink. Way to go that, out. Would, that would really leave a bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. Well, may as well try this. Tastes like um, it's actually kind of pleasant. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I like my gin drinks, and this is basically a gin and tonic with a couple extra flair pieces. It's good. Yeah. I like it. We used uh, we used mandarin seltzer, and I think that actually kind of shines in here. It does. Like I do taste the. Mm-hmm. I think I I taste the mandarin like almost. Yes, I taste that pretty strongly. And uh, Griff Haley, where we get our ginger from? <sighs> well, we had sushi tonight, so. Oh, it worked. The freshest. (laughs) The freshest. It worked. (laughs) Look, if it works, it works, right? I guess. We had real lime juice, though. That's true. Yeah, we had limes. That was the one ingredient we didn't have until we ordered sushi. Yeah, it was the ginger. (laughs) Just the ginger. Yeah. I, I would, I'd probably like it a lot less if it wasn't ice cold, but it, yeah, so it needed to be cold. Yeah, mine's not really that cold anymore. Mine's not cold at all. In fact, uh, we did not put ice in any of it. Mm-hmm. 
Sure yeah, we I've been to Nat Ice and uh, we made fresh simple syrup. So Ooh, warm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Getting all the flavors. Yep. Just a little, a little toasty. I'm cutting it with a comparably colder, simply spiked kiwi peach. <laughs> you got a sidecar? I do, yeah. I got a White Claw Spirits, vodka and soda, wild cherry, and it is kind of cold because I threw it in the freezer because it has been in the trunk of my car all day long. <laughs> nice. We're doing really good. Yeah. Anybody else have a good side side drink? Well, I had to I had to dig deep, deep, deep in the fridge so that it didn't so that our our simply spiked didn't you know replicate in 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 the back of our fridge because. You know, that, that happens sometimes, but, uh, the last of the pack watermelon lemonade. Mm. I thought you were going to say simply spiked Christmas pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's tainting the other brands. Emily, you got anything on the side? You just sticking with the. I do have something. I started with a new pack. I have the, uh, simply spiked mango peach. Uh, mm. Nice. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, should we just hop it right into it? Yeah. All right. Down and dirty. Last time, when last we saw our heroes, they uh, they decided to shove a Damon heart inside of Tulia so that they could escape the candy plane, Nana Opal's candy plane, and that made her a half Damon, and you were able to escape that and meet up with the rest of the party. Saul was in bad shape. All of you were in kind of bad shape. You rushed to the alchemist lab to fix him and spent a couple hours doing so, uh, performing essentially an alchemical ritual to bring him back to his normal self and reverse this torturous transformation. And um, while you were doing that, we took a look at what was happening in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And the uh, forces of air quotes good uh, <laughs> were gathering against the Whispering Tyrant outside of Gallaspire. I think alignment wise most of the forces are evil uh, except for maybe the Knights of Ozum but I digress Rune and Quinley were able to uh, convince Count Tyriac to send all of his amassed vampire forces and um, Luvric and all of the Vampires of Caliphas uh, all joined up with you, and um, then you saw the shadow of a dragon nearly half the size of Gallaspire itself fly over the forces. And uh, now we're back in in uh, Renchurch because like we can't have fun in Gallaspire until you guys get there. It's just like a fun little alignment check here. Uh, where where are, where are all your characters on the alignment spectrum? I think we firmly have like. One good character, maybe two. Yeah, let's run down good. Uh, I got Durin at a neutral good. Oh, okay. Uh, I figured Durin was like lawful neutral. It honestly probably should be, but I think that he's a good boy. Okay. I actually, there, I, he's deliberately neutral good because of his his di- like disenchantment with last wall. He's kind of like given up on the lawful stuff. Uh, so he's, he's, just, like, he's, kind new, of he's neutral for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other good characters? I'm rocking two chaotic good characters. Wow. Although 
I never got a mechanical alignment shift for Lyra after she died and came back and was summoning things. So as long as she didn't change then, she's still good. No, she didn't. She didn't change herself. It was all forced upon her. Yeah. Brooks, any good characters? No good here. Didn't he? So uh, then neutral. Got got a couple of neutrals. Lawful neutral. Air Bear is still neutral despite eating people. Well, he had to drop to neutral. He he was originally good. Oh, okay. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. He took a step towards evil for eating people. That's <laughs> <laughs> how that works. <laughs> Crazy that he's still eating people all the time and is still not evil. <laughs> listen, listen. I feel like you slip up once or twice. It's like, okay. You slip up once or twice, <laughs> you take one shift. But then you're allotted like quite a few people exactly, before, before yeah. you shift again. There's a lot of runway before you're actually evil. Eat me once. A cannibal. Shift to neutral. Eat me two times. Won't get shifted again. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking true neutral, you know you got the tombs holding down the center of the scale. I now have three evil characters. This is this is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, All didn't start that way. I do now have a solid three evil characters. So speaking of evil army, gonna go fight an evil war. Uh, Got got three. Three evil guys over here. Yeah, you you should you should play as evil. I was I was gonna say, did the lopper was the lopper at all? Four if you count the the lopper. The the goodest of the group. (laughs) (laughs) He's also evil though. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, so Rune has now become a vampire. Mm -hmm. So Steve has an evil character. Oh, that I've got two, but yes, because then Sawyer is still. Uh, yeah. Chaotic evil on the alignment chart. Although I'm not sure if that fits anymore, but but uh, uh, it is. So so Rune is now evil because she's a vampire. God be evil for that. And uh, Tulia does also have to be evil now. Mm-hmm. So um, like I said right before we started doing, I'm I'm evil due to the circumstances mm-hmm. that have happened to my character. When I when I really ramp up the Quinley Edge Lordness, it's because. Mechanically, I have to, guys. Sorry. Got to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny, folks. We haven't, we haven't done away with alignment. I have no no choice in the matter. Is alignment gone to me? It's about to be. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with the remaster, they're taking alignment away. I, they're remastering to you? It's brand new. It's like five years old. Feels brand new. <laughs> <laughs> we got into it maybe a little bit later than others. Yeah, you just refused to play it for two years. It's fine. I, uh, I think. <laughs> what alignment, Sigmar? This he is now neutral, uh, lawful neutral with the lycanthrope. But were you previously lawful good? I was. I don't know. So you could probably you could probably argue that he's probably good. Yeah, once you guys became like, you don't have to be unlike undead characters like natural werewolves which is what you guys both got the template for don't have to be the alignment of werewolves which is chaotic evil so your alignment can kind of be whatever but oh all right well then then ikmer is a he is a very lawful good he's a good good boy yeah yeah <laughs> but but i think this 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 whole alignment thing and and the forces joined against Against evils says a lot about uh, about about, about the, the evil tire. about evil. 
<laughs> There's several degrees of evil, folks. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole nother alignment chart that's just evil. <laughs> but there's there's it's so circumstantial little. evil at the top and it's evil by choice at the bottom. There's so little world be good like good care good armies to to help. But all the evil ones, they they volunteer. I mean, getting through this campaign and not going down an evil path is really difficult if your characters don't die. I, that's the only reason why I feel like mm-hmm. you need to die and come back with a new character or keep giving offerings to renew your goodness. Yeah, because we use, you know, corruptions. Mm-hmm. You, you give everything and then... What's left? I kind of, there's only so many corruptions, so I just thought it, it, it got it got a little campy by the end when everyone's characters were dying and they were bringing new people in. I was like, I can't, I can't be giving Uska some sort of corruption now. <laughs> what I give her, the hive? Yeah, it does make it a little difficult. There's only so many. There's only like ten of them. Yeah, and like a solid five are like this one's aliens. This one's like hell. There's a couple that are just like so mechanically punishing. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Like but, like I was gonna give one of you guys the Promethean one. It's like your character would last just, a week and a half because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have to graft dead body parts onto yourself. That's the one too that I think Ooh. just kills the RP because it's just like you have to be as deadpan as possible, which yeah. I guess can be fun, but like I don't think that's that's I intended to be like. Don't think fun. that's good long term. Right. Ever. Yeah. But yeah, it's a tough one. Well. Uh, I think there was some healing that needed to happen here. So you guys, yes, uh, you guys are spending some time healing and uh, restoring some of your drain. I don't think you have the ability to restore all of it. Um, yeah, that's correct. Uska is quickly running out of spells, and Lyra is as well. So we only have three castings of restoration that are going to go to. Kendra, Uska, and Durin. Okay. Yeah, you, you definitely see the blush return to Kendra's cheeks as you remove like the nine chondrain she was sitting on. Um, and she perks way back up. Lyra is standing right next to Uska as she's casting this spell and goes to help Kendra stand, stand back up again and stand up straight for maybe the first time in a while. I'm so happy that we found you. Are you doing better now? Uh, as good as I can be doing in a place like this. Uh, I hope we intend to leave quickly. Uh, it's, it seemed like, well, you guys know now that Adivian's evil. He brought me here to kill me or, or do something to me. I'm not sure what this ritual entailed, but I know... I. I know that I was supposed to be escorted to him. He's either performing some other part of this ritual or uh, doing something at Gallowspire. From what I could hear in and out of consciousness, I guess he trusted the Grave Friar to uh, prepare me for whatever ritual this was. Well, it seems like we were able to stop it just in time. I always knew Adivian was nothing more than a mollusk. But I didn't realize how deep-seated his evil was. Whatever he's doing at Gallowspire, we can't let him continue. We have to stop him. 
Yeah, I honestly really just thought he was like a very evil lawyer for a long time and somehow weirdly your guys' family friend. How did your dad even meet this guy? He was my father's student for a time at the University of Leopardstadt when he worked there. But from everything my father said, he was he was brilliant. He quickly, you know, passed all of his classes and and moved on from that place. Was your father ever aware of his wickedness, or did that onset late in his life? I I don't think he ever knew. Otherwise, they wouldn't have kept in touch like they did. Although, I, I do remember my father getting a hunch about something near the end, right before he died. If you remember all those books he was collecting on serving your hunger and um, the umbral leaves and that kind of thing, he was certainly researching the Whispering Way and he maybe he knew of Vidivian's connection there and that's why he was killed or yeah I, I mean you never got any bad vibes from your father right just to make sure no I just I had this thought the other day and I needed to ask her because I had this thought like she wasn't bred for a purpose right you know what I mean oh so I had that like concern <laughs> Because her dad was a scholar, and it's so often in these stories that scholars turn evil. Yeah, that's Looking true. at you, Emily, with your highest degree. <laughs> <laughs> Not evil yet, as of. far <laughs> as you know. <laughs> mm, that, that food science doctor, Dr. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> well, she already has the perfect last name now for it. Dr. Campbell, she can be poisoning Campbell's soup can. Ooh. <laughs> I need to get a new job. <laughs> Botulism, here we come. Anyway, sorry, I, I wanted to, needed to ask that because I had that thought and I was like, oh man, was Lorimore baddie the whole time? No, like those of you that knew Lorimore for like a longer period knew that Kendra was his blood relative. So, you know, presumably Lorimore also had. Yeah, Lorimer also could have done it. It was more, did he realize that and not not want to and then had a daughter? Like, No. That's all. As far as you now know. No, nah, I get it. With all this talk about a Divian, Matumbe makes a fist, slams it on this table and says, Curse that mollusk! Kendra, we intend to head to Gallospire to snuff the very unlife from this heretic of Harasma. But he is likely quite a powerful man, mollusk though he may be. Any insight into what he may be doing there, those who accompany him, would go a long way in helping eradicate him from the surface of Galarian. Send him to the afterlife where he belongs. Well, uh, the Grey Friar obeyed his orders, so he must be the current head of the Whispering Way. Which would mean that any other members of the Whispering Way would um, would obey his command. I think over the years he must have just worked his way up uh, with the promise of bringing the Whispering Tyrant back. I don't know how he got such a formula. That's all you'd do. <laughs> yeah. How could it be? Hmm. <laughs> So, is there maybe something you would like to tell us? Well, 
Opal, Turner, Viv and I go back a long way and we were the ones who delivered said recipe to Mr. Adivian. Now that that's out on the table, a lot's changed since. No, no, understood. You a different man, I understand. Yes, I will forgive you for this as well. <laughs> We're glad to have you on our side now. It does seem like we've been able to at least take out a few of the components that you need for this ritual. Do you think he's still going to be able to do it, even without having Kendra? I don't know if he can, but if anybody can, he can. I bet he's found a way because he's surrounded by all sorts of crafty people. He may be the top of the the pecking order up there, but you saw who he surrounds himself with. Opal was insane, but she was a genius. Same with Viv. Turn right away with people. He could have found someone, figured it out. I don't know. All that I'm saying is this recipe does what it's supposed to do, but there's a lot of very very smart, very, very capable individuals who are helping make this a reality. And when they realize that they are missing something, they're going to figure it out. So we probably don't have a lot of time. There was another piece that um, the the Grey Friar and Adivian discussed. Um, Adivian was sending a group of his personal mercenaries. Uh, They were supposed to take me after the Grey Friars' work was done. They're called the Night Harrows. Oh, no. I imagine if the ritual was almost complete when when you saved me, then these Night Harrows are likely on the way, if not almost here. They are no bunch to uh, scoff at. They led me through the darkest times that... I can even remember, and most of it, I don't want to, and I'm glad I don't. Air Bear, didn't they, like, take your hands? That, that was technically Vivian, if I remember correctly. But then again, they they delivered me to her, and just as they probably would have done with with Kendra here. So it's a good thing that we caught up with her when we did. But if they are on their way, we should probably think about our our tactical positioning here. Oh, deep-seated. Lyra, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a real thinker, isn't it? <laughs> Boy, have I been gotten good (laughs) (laughs) If if we're gonna be fighting people soon, do y'all wanna mansion up or and try and rest before they get here, or do you not even think there'll be that much time? Think we may be relying on your input, Kendra. You say they're returning. Do you have any idea when that might be? Just that they were supposed to pick me up when the ritual's complete. So, now? Oh. Oh, boy! <laughs> well, if that is the case, 
there are a few things that we have picked up on our journey that I think it is time to bestow upon our were-tiger friend. And um, I guess maybe while this conversation was happening, Saul was like putting some armor back on, checking out his sword and shit. Um, but also like we've got the plus three amulet of mighty fist Urgothoa heretical that we would give to him. We outfit him with the devil armor that we picked up a while ago. And as he's getting ready, oh, one more thing. Yeah, um, don't put on your boots yet. <laughs> this um, may How attached are you to your feet? Considerably so. He's but- sitting on the table. Everyone's around him <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> but what if we gave you new feet to replace them? Matube slowly nodding. <laughs> um, Why? All right, so pull out the kind of severed goat's feet thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, as you will see, we thought this would be best suited for you. You replace your own feet with them, and they are effective in combat from what I understand. And I know quite a bit about magical items and artifacts, so you can trust me. Yeah, we found these feet and thought they would be best for, like, for you. This will make you, though, like a lot of, like multiple animals, kind of. Gotta be fucking kidding. <laughs> I can help you get them on. <laughs> Anya, why don't you take take one hand, brother? I'll, I'll, I'll take your other. <laughs> I, I've, I'll, my axe is very sharp. It, it shouldn't hurt that bad. We will count down from three. <laughs> three. Eclipse, do it now. Do Are it, you do it. give him a piece of leather to bite down on? <laughs> Do y'all know if he consents to this? We just kind of bombarded him. <laughs> he'll he'll eventually realize that any upper hands that we can get over the whispering way, we gotta take. He clutches Anya's remaining hand in one of his, looks her deep in the eyes, is worried, clutches Ix in the other. All right, give me that leather to bite down, and someone just jams leather in his mouth. Licker's um, loincloth is the only leather we got. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the loincloth's leather now? I was leather the whole time. That changes things. <laughs> That's horrible. Cloth-eyed leather. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, there is a, an application procedure that has to happen where uh, the feet are cut off, then, oh boy, um, 1d6 points of constitution damage is done and 1d6 points of bleed damage. So that's really not a lot. Applying the still glowing bronze hoof hot from the forge fire cauterizes the, st- the stump and ends the bleed damage. The transformation of the leg takes one minute. So going to be looking for a d6 of con damage at any time, Griff. Um, and I will be looking for one of my healers to clean that up as quick as possible. Four con damage. Lyra is standing right next to Sawyer, and she will cast a lesser restoration. It does take three rounds, but she is able to... Let's see how much she heals. Oh, two. And then she'll have to cast again. Man, six rounds. Ain't nobody going to stop this bleeding? Three. 
Uska can can stop the bleeding. Uh, she can't fail. Six rounds of bleeding. Yeah, his clear over 200 hit points, not even raging, with that damage, cannot possibly take that bleed. possibly take it. So he'll just be standing by and just pop you with the lesser infernal to get dead. That's appreciated. He detects his evil for still. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. But yeah, so the hooves are attached. My my boy's got a lot of attacks now. Yeah. Quite a bit of natural attacks right there. Okay. You guys uh, getting the heck out of here? Heading back to the Nigel. Uska, before we start going, throws Air Bear one of her stones that gives a lifelink. Yes. And then knowing that we are probably likely about to fight the Night Harrows, Matumbe, in a rare these days moment of weakness, uses a casting of freedom of movement on Sawyer because Sawyer's definitely going to be up in the front and probably going to be dealing with some shit I'm sure and then Durin is drinking a extract of heroism but that's basically all the buffs I can roll out at this point because I am so drained uh Tulia dishes out like 10 bark skins plus 5 to everyone doesn't stack with your amulets if you don't want it tell me and I won't use the charge None of my characters have the plus five, so I would take for all three if you have enough charges. I got plenty of charges. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight with my characters. And then it's just Emily, your characters. You want them? Uh, yes, that would be helpful. Right. 17 charges used because I forgot about it for so long. Nice. <laughs> and then right before we head off. Once we're done casting all the spells, Uska's going to cast Spell Turning on herself. What's that? Uh, So, you essentially turn spell and spell-like effects targeted on you back at the original caster. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, But if it's like an effect or an area spell, it's not uh, not affected, and it also fails to stop touch range spells, uh, but it will turn back a certain number of spell levels. Uh, So I do need Griffin to roll this secretly so I don't know, but it's 1d4 plus 6 spell levels are affected by the turning. Okay. I have that. Perfect. So, so like, for instance, if I cast a level 3 spell at you and then a level 4 spell, would that be 7 levels used up? Or does it work like up to a level 7 spell or whatever? Let me re- let me uh, check real quick. I assume it can turn um, the amount of like I, I assume it works like a if I cast an eighth level spell at you and you have nine spell turning, then uh, you can that uses up eight of the nine and then you could turn a mm-hmm. level one spell potentially. That, is, that that is correct. That's how it works. The one caveat there is you can partially turn a spell. So whatever is left over. So in that instance, if it was a level one spell or I had one spell level left and you cast a level two spell, then it would be 50%. um, Oh, like a 50% mischance. So there's effects. If if that happens, there's some percentile effects. So you divide the result by the spell level of the incoming spell to see what fraction of the spell gets through. Uh, For damaging spells, you and the caster each take a fraction 
of the damage. For non-damaging spells, each of you has a proportional chance to be the one who is affected. If you and the spell caster attack, if you and the spell caster attacker are both warded, with the spell turning effect, a resonance field is created. Cool. Eclipse is going to use two level four spells and only have one level four spell remaining so that she can have echolocation and stone skin. I have no stone skin communal. Sounds good. And the minute that she hears something coming, she's casting lead blades because that's a minute per level spell. Okay. I'll say you can cast lead blades as a ready to action the second you exit Ren Church. Okay. So the group of you make your way through Ren Church. You had cleared out the first floor, so it's pretty easy to get up to the first floor and get out the way you came in. When you exit, you were kind of up on an elevated surface, like you remember as the path had led up to Ren Church. And when you look down, Air Bear, you immediately recognize this carriage sitting on the grounds of Ren Church. You remember the days where you were drugged behind it, where you were forced to follow it for hours. And you also recognize the four people you see standing in front of it. Well... C might be a strong word for the first of them. You see a floating jacket and a scarf wrapped around the shape of a face with a hat. Airbear, you remember this as maybe your most vicious teacher, Adgrief Yoderby, or the Lost, and you remember the insane way that he would train you and he would just cut you every time you made a mistake. And sometimes he would just turn on you completely as if in a fit of madness. The man was impossible to fight against, alchemically invisible. The next person you see was on the opposite spectrum. You remember this was the man that taught you how to fight with two swords as effectively as you do. Um... Vesnik Dimitri, the vampire hunter. Uh, and you remember that he would be, he was the only one that would actually sit and have a conversation with you in the long days that you were forced to work for the Night Harrows. He would be sleepless as an undead creature and often guarded the caravan through the night. And you remember his huge vampiric wolf Ivaru his story or at least what he told you was a sad one the magics of the other members of the night harrows forced him to work for them he was known as a survivor one of the whispering tyrants agents during his original rise as a lich he survived that war and went on to live in the Mindspin Mountains until he was found and forced into service once again. Let me show you guys Ivaru too. Big wolf. Yeah. The next woman you see, Airbear, you you remember, was a ghoul, but she didn't look like one. She actually looked like a beautiful, pale woman. And so it surprised people when she could kind of unhinge her jaw and unleash these claws. She's a cleric of Cabriri, the god of ghouls. 
She's very cool. And she was known as the plague. In life, she was a wretch, just covered in disease and disfigured. And so it was strange that when she was given up by her parents to a church of Cabriri as their last hope of continuing her life in unlife, she became so beautiful. Finally, their leader who brought them all together and found you, the betrayal, you, the last card she drew, was Morella, the harrower, guided by the spirit of her dead mother who she killed on the path and bringing you together in order to see the whispering tyrant returned. Upon seeing you, Vesnik speaks out of turn. Herbert, we're just here for the girl. You don't need to get in the way. I don't want to see you killed after we work so hard training you. And then Morella, with a wave of her hand, magically silences him. Shut it, you cur. <laughs> we would run into the betrayer on our mission to bring Miss Lorimore to Adivian. How fortunate we've found our missing piece. Oh, and what new beautiful hands you have, betrayer. It makes sense that you'd go on a path against us. But we found you again. And you can rejoin us. We joined you? What? You sound more insane now than you did back then? How? Just think. And how could anybody live under the, the way of the whispering tyrant if we are all going to be dead anyway? Well, of course, except, you know, sorry. But there is no way that I will go willing with you. These are my friends now. And it would be disgraceful for you to think that I would turn on them. <laughs> the hands that killed a thousand men. You think you really have a choice, Air Bear? You will join us. If we have to kill all of your friends first, just like we killed your entire family to convince you, then we will. That, that is law, even for you. There was a purpose at, at the time, but you've gone too far by this time. It, whatever you have for me, well, I'm willing to fight against it. Whatever you have, and I tell you what, these people behind me, these, these friends of mine, they are stronger than you or anybody else will ever be. At this, you see the grimace form across, uh, across Vesnik's face as he draws both of his blades and your other instructor, the psychopath, just doffs his coat and is gone. And I need everyone to roll for initiative. Right. Yeah. There's no training anymore, Vesnik. Okay, here we go. I'm going to take Kendra and 
Anya out of this. Um, you will obviously want to protect them, but uh, there's nothing either of them can really do in this combat. I'll take the uh, take the wolf out too. I'll go on his master's turn. There's a lot of fucking people in this combat. Okay. Lyra, what you got? Rolled a natural one for a ten. Okay. Eclipse. <clears throat> Initiative's very important, right? So, uh, seven. Seven. How about the tombs? Matumbe rolled well. 28. And Sawyer. He got an 18. Tulia. 25. How about Iska? Natural 20 for a 29. What's that modifier? Because we were tying with Durin. Plus nine. Nine. Oh, yeah, duh. Uh, I, I beat you with a 12. That's good. It spaces out my characters a little bit. <laughs> Guess what? With Matumbe at a 28 and Durin at a 29, yeah, you perfectly spaced my two out, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. How about her bear? 32. I will say upon seeing, upon, upon your probably most profound enemies facing you, you steal yourself and gain one challenge. Oh. Okay. Oh. Use it wisely. How about Ikmer? 12. Okay. The start of combat, Air Bear. You've felt this before, a blade in the dark, something slashes at you from thin air. This will be against your flat-footed. Okay. That is a 39 to hit. Oh, yeah. You hear a whisper, This one wasn't a death attack, because I know you. But next time, I'll aim for your heart. You take... Thirty-eight damage, and you're bleeding six. Ooh! And you know, Adgrief, the murderer, is now stalking your party. Okay. But it is your turn to react. Yeah. So, this blade came from right next to him. It did. Uh, but I will say, with your knowledge of these fighters, because you were trained by them you know that he could have just as easily moved off another 20 feet from you without you noticing. Mechanically, you know he has spring attack. The queenly special. <laughs> he's just cocky enough to say something to you while he sticks the knife into you. Hmm. Your madness is not worth my time. And he clicks his boots together activating his boots of speed and walks up to Viznik 10 feet, 15 feet in front. You didn't need to use your boots then, right? Like, how many charges do you have left? That's what I'm worried about, because it's a charge per round, right? Correct. Four more rounds left in the deck. So maybe don't use it on that. Yeah, don't, don't do it unless you can attack a bunch of times with it, man. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, because the, of that's my, what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. either use it because you're moving more than 20 feet, 
and you want to do a single move action or use it because you're right next to somebody and you can get the extra haste attack when you full attack them. Like, if you wanted to use it and go up and attack, like, Morella, that would make sense, but Vesnik's too close to you for it to make sense to use. You know what? I I do want to do that. He hasn't had this opportunity in a long, very long time. So, yes, uh, activate the boots and walk up to Morella, Morella, which is going to be 30 feet, two move actions, or what would be. Without the boots. And you're going to make sure you don't walk through any squares that threaten, right? Yeah, so probably more like oh, yeah. 40 feet, but you can still get there but and move around Vesnik. Yeah, as long as he doesn't run into an invisible combatant. Mm-hmm. He does not taking that route. All right, well then, he can attack once. Okay. Does a 38 hit. Her flat foot. Well, uh, here's the thing. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a D percentile? Uh, 51 and above will hit her. Okay. As she must have some sort of displacement. um. 51. It had to be 51 and above. It did have to. I had to. (laughs) I had to protect myself against you over here. Oh my. And I rolled a 95. 95. That connects, my friend. That is going to be 23 damage. 23 damage. Good start. Good start. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It's it's so weird being able to get to the back line as early as, as this is. I, I was not expecting that. It is Nutisha's turn, this ghoul. Let's see. Even though I may regret that. Going all the way back. Though you are threatening the back line, you are surrounded. Yeah. I think this turn, she's going to take a fiver and just cast. And so this won't get you, Air Bear, luckily, because you moved. But she does cast greater dispel magic in a 20-foot radius burst and so she's gonna roll a dispel check and it's gonna affect everybody so uh, it will affect the highest level of spell that uh, you know her result results in that is on you uh, if you have two spells of the same level we'll just roll like a 50 50 to see which spell uh, gets dispelled oh air bear did take six extra bleed by the way okay perfect uh, so I'm gonna Roll a caster level check. Ooh, okay. So that is going to be a 32. Uh, That's versus a DC that is uh, 11 plus the spells caster level. So it's going to affect, because you guys just cast spells on yourselves, right? So it's going to affect the highest level spell each of you has on, basically. Sorry. So it's it's being cast upon all of us. Yes, greater dispel magic can be cast in a twenty foot burst, and it affects everyone in the burst. Okay. Or a twenty foot area or radius burst. So it will it will take out what spell? The highest level spell you have on you currently. Is there spell resistance for this? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, let's see. 
Dispel magic. Oh, there's the radius. It just now popped up. I must not have been connected to the internet. That's there's, why I was no, like there's no spell resistance and no saving throw. Oof. Mm. I guess heroism. Well, there Heroism's goes level three. spell turning. That was a high level spell. Sawyer loses freedom. Does of spell movement. turning work against? It's an area though, oh, and yeah, okay. it it has to be a targeted. It has to be targeted at you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I uh, wish that would have been so cool if I could have turned this back. Now I got this scarab of protection. That only works against death effects. Only works against death effects. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind then. It does also give you spell resistance, but that's not helpful. But, yeah, there's no spell resistance on this spell. So whatever your highest level buff is, get it, get it out of here. So is it is bark skin? At 12th level, higher than heroism? Barkskin won't be affected at all because it has a lower caster level than the spells that you guys cast, unless it's the only active spell on you. Where did you get heroism from? Yeah, heroism should be off if you got it from... Oh. Because you guys spent two hours fixing Saw, so... I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big dum-dum for leaving that one I think on. your, hit, your hit probably still would have hit. Uh without heroism. So. Oh, um, uh, yeah, this is on Ikmer. Gotcha. So then, yeah. All right. I assume this affects an alchemist extracts the same way because they're essentially spells. Yep. So Durin loses heroism. Matumbe actually does lose bark skin because he... That's the only buff he's got on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's all my three characters, so I'm cleaned out a little bit. Saw so loss, freedom of movement. Yes, but he still has bark skin. Sounds good. Tulio would lose bark skin. And Eclipse would lose. You cast two level four spells on yourself, didn't you? Yeah. Do you want to 50 50 it? I guess. Uh, which ones do you have? Stone skin and echolocation. Okay, so stone skin's odd, echolocation's even. That's a three. Stone skin's gone. Uh, Lyra is going to lose that. Stone skin, or the bark skin. I mean, the lopper will lose bark skin. Man, that's a fun burst. Okay, that is her turn. I'll just assume you all have whatever buffs that you lost checked off, and it is now Morella's turn, who was just slashed by this little thorn in her side, Air Bear, the betrayer. But she knew you would betray them. Because that's a card she drew when she went to find you. Let's see. She's going to go ahead and step back. No, I'm not going to make a thing. She's going to take a five-foot step back. And I need Air Bear to make me a will save. Oh, boy. It would help if I was on the right sheet. But I have a good, pretty good roll here with... And that is going to be a total 29. 29. Let's see. Uh, well, you are not dominating. Oh, great news. That is great news. Good news for you. It is Durin's turn. Well, Durin is going to return fire. Oh, guys, I have one, one retcon. Sorry, I was double checking my spells. We all have... Hunter's Blessing cast on us, which is a fifth level spell. 
So if you had a oh. fourth level go away, it would actually be Hunter's Blessing. Yeah, I did. So okay. switch that around. Doesn't matter for Uska because she had a higher level, but I wanted to make sure that we played that right. Yeah, yeah. That, that definitely affects Durin. And I think that's it actually for me. No, Matumbi as well. That affects the Lopper. That affects Eclipse. And I think that might affect Tulia too. No, Tulia died. Hunter's Blessing is all your buffs left since the last casting of Hunter's Blessing. That makes sense. Yep. And the Harrower's Blessing or whatever, that's not... Uh, that's, that's not, not a, a spell, so that stays. Just checking. Just checking now that I'm looking at everything, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's in a different spot, and it took me a minute to remember where that came from again, and I wanted to make sure we were getting the right spells off since that one is higher. All right. Okay. All right. If we are good to go, Durin, I think, has a pretty clear uh, thing that he wants to do, and that's attack this big wolf because it is a large creature and is going to be the most susceptible to his bombs. I can target a square that is very close to the vampire hunter master, um, so I can get both of them in the splash. Um, but first, I guess I should roll a just gut check, knowledge check on this wolf to make sure that the type of bomb that I select is going to affect it. Mm -hmm. Is this nature or something else? I guess it would be uh, religion. Hmm. Natural one for <laughs> 25. You think it's regular wolf? Okay. Well... I know wolves don't like fire, so that's what he's going to do. It is going to be the explosive bomb, so the one that'll do persistent fire damage if he is able to make a hit. So let's go ahead and see what happens. It's going to be a 31 against its touch AC. Yep, that'll hit touch. Okay. So that is going to be 33 points of fire damage. Then I will need the wolf and the vampire hunter to roll uh, reflex saves against the splash. Okay. Wolf is a uh, 26. Success. Vampire is a 31. Success. So both of them take both seven points of fire. Okay, never mind then. Like master, like minion. All right. But now you know that. You see, I'm kind of like dodge the splash. But now I know that. All right. Well, you know, that's basically all he can do. So he's just going to throw another bomb. Sounds good. Same thing. That's a four on the die. Um, it's going to be 26 against touch. 26 still hits touch. Okay. Large creature. I'm going to need those same two reflex saves. Magic number you're looking for is 24. So 24 and above, you're fine. Well, I'm rolling damage. Ooh, uh, the wolf fails. Whoa. Okay. With a natural two. And I'm assuming the vampire's good yeah, then. He's good. All right. So I rolled great on the damage. That's 39 points of fire damage for the wolf. Okay. And then with that failure, that is an additional 14 points of fire damage. Good chunk of damage out of the wolf. Yeah. All said and done. Not a bad turn for Durin, but that is his full turn. And a couple explosive cartridges flow, uh, fly over our enemies, our, our, our allies' heads, blow up inside this... Uh, grouping of adversaries and we're moving on. Uska, you're up. At the start of Uska's turn, you see a bruise form on her arm as Erbear heals five hit points. Has Erbear taken damage? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and I stabbed bleeding. him in the first round. Yeah. 
So that means no more bleed. I think it should mean that you guys share the bleed. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's magical healing. <laughs> Sneaky healing. Uska takes a five foot step up, standing right on the ledge uh, that we're there up above the enemies here. And now she is exactly 30 feet from Air Bear. She calls out to him from up on this ledge. We've got you back. And she twists his fate. So he now has protective luck. And then from her vantage point, she just giggles to herself as she extends that protective luck by one round. Nice. Matumbe. Okay. Sorry, it's going to be a lot of knowledge checks. Sure. <laughs> All right. Invisible boy. Religion? Uh, you have no idea. I mean, you couldn't see him. All right. So just no idea what this creature even could be. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> based on what, I guess, based on what Air Bear knows, like, you know, he's a man. Mm-hmm. So you could roll craft alchemy. Okay. I'll, I'll do a craft alchemy. 27. Um, you think he's invisible by alchemical means? Um, and that uh, it works kind of the same way as an invisible stalker. So invisibility purge ain't going to do anything. Right. That's the main thing uh, I wanted. Any, anything else is gravy. That's yeah, fine. I mean, you didn't even make the DC, but I'll give you that based off of Air Bear's... Uh, right, I was just going to uh, ask Air Bear, hey, is he always invisible? Yeah. Or Yeah, okay. So then the rest of them, whoever's closest, Vampire Boy. We know everything about vampires. Yeah, it's yeah. it's everything about vampires. You could roll a local. Okay. 39. Yeah, he looks like a ranger with a two-weapon fighting style. If there's anything you, uh, you... You think that's like him being a vampire is how he's got this like powerful vampiric uh, animal companion. Let's see. Let's see what would be... Watch Rune in the like, you know, epilogue. Rune and Quinley are gonna have their own like vampiric dog. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I kind of like that idea. That's pretty good. Uh, What I will say is, settle down. Just so you guys know it, he and his he and his companion have combat reflexes. They seem very dexterous. Um, You think he would be able to rend you if he hits you with both of his uh, both of his weapons and. Uh, you think he gets extra defenses because of his two weapons. I think from the story that Air Bear might have told you at some point, you would think that as a member of Tarbafon's forces at some point, if he has a favorite enemy, it's probably human. Yeah, I mean, you know everything about vampires, yeah. really. And that's, we don't, we haven't even seen him act yet, so that makes sense to me. Um, I got two more, it looks like, on the board, so I got Ghoul Girl. Yep. Religion. Uh, you know everything about ghouls, right. so if you want to know, uh, it'd be local for class stuff. I could do local for class stuff. Twenty-six. Uh, she seems like a high-level th- thirty-six high-level cleric of uh, Cabriri. So you know she could obviously channel negative. She looks to be at least of the power level of like um, Uska. So you think she's probably got like six or seventh level spells going, but obviously you can't really know what her spells are. You think her paralysis is at a bonus because of all these class levels she's got. Um, so if she were to bite you, 
that would be uh, not a great thing. Okay. And then finally, we have the uh, harrower lady. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming this is another local. Yeah, it's, it's going to be another local. Um, that is quite high. That's going to be about a 50. We're, yeah, so she's yeah. mechanically a harrower with a, like the harrower prestige class with sorcerer going into that. Harrower gives her a lot of things when she draws from the deck. One thing you know that she can do is she can make her deck attack you. She also has harrow casting, which means that um, depending on the harrow card, she can get a benefit to her caster level when she casts a spell. She can get extra damage per damage die when she casts a spell. She can increase her AC and saves for a round after she casts a spell. She can... um, increase the save DC of her spell when she casts a spell. She gets to draw several cards and all of these effects take take place at the same time, depending on the suit. Mm. So um, so those are all things that like you're going to have to watch out for. She does look like a regular human, so you know, your undead focus stuff isn't going to affect her. And obviously as like her spell casting continued to improve with her harrower levels so she's got quite powerful uh, sorcerer spells. Okay. Awesome. Well... Oh, you can tell that she looks kind of gaunt. She has the undead bloodline. So she could, if she chooses, act as undead for certain things. Interesting. Well... And I'll give you this, too. That also gives her energy resistance to cold. Okay. There's not much that Matumbe can do. Kind of in the back of the party, we're like sort of up on this walkway to get up into Ren Church and then they're like down around a little bit. Hmm. He might just try and buff his friend Eclipse here. I don't know senses quite yet, but I imagine a greater invisibility would go a long ways. Yeah, you could do that. You also have the, if I remember correctly, you never took off the boots of spider climb, so you could kind of go straight down. Um, let me check if I have to activate those. I may have to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if they're like rounds per level or they just give you spider climb all the time. But yeah, I think it's a it's a move action to activate magic items. I think that looks right. So I, I actually think I'm going to take your advice there. Activate those and basically just move forward 15 feet. But five of those are coming down the this mm-hmm. like little incline here. So now he's down and ready to uh, get up in these people's faces, but really hasn't made much forward progress yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tulia. Okay. Tulia is going to sprout wings from her back, from her new daemon heart. She's going to use those wings to fly, hopefully above and away. So she's going to try and fly outside of the range and then come down. Um, so she's five feet above uh, air bear. I think I can do that because I have 60 feet. What's your maneuverability? Good. Yeah, you should be fine to do that then. As okay. long as you have ranks and fly, which I assume you do as a wizard anyway. I, I do, and I put more in when I got more. I yeah, put- yeah you, should, you should be fine to do that. I don't think that's more than like a DC 15. Yeah, so I should be good. So she's going to do that and outside of the range because she's above air bear at this point. <laughs> She's going to cast True Scene on Air Bear. And now Air Bear does not have the issue of displacement and invisibility. Mm-hmm. And then... Good call. Yep, that's what I thought. Uh, 
then she's gonna swift action use a point and go right right between Uska and Lyra dimensional to dimensional slide. slide. Sorry. Yeah, she's using a point to dimensional slide on back on over because she uh, didn't really want to get that close, but she had to. Wow. Thank and you. And that's Tulia's turn. So you can now see this invisible stalker. You can now aren't affected by the effects of this like displacement or mirror image or anything. Which is what I needed. I needed you to hit, and this is your fight. <laughs> okay. Vesnik sighs. Ivaru flanked the boy. Ivaru moves down and over and is now threatening you and is going to bite. And he has protective luck. Yes. We'll roll twice. Take the better here. Or take the worse, rather. Uh, okay. That might not do it. Let's see. That is 32 to hit. 32 does not. Okay, so Ivaru misses you. However, now you're flat-footed as Vesnik takes a step and is going to perform his full gamut of attacks. So we'll do one hand first. Uh, I'm rolling twice on each of these. Uh, you lucky. First one's a natural one. Uh, second one is a 30, 32 doesn't hit. Uh, and then last one is a ooh critical threat, double 17s. And that's a 36 to hit. 36 still doesn't hit, though. Okay. Then he's going to full attack with his other hand. Uh, that is a 42. Mm, yep. It's my lowest. Two natural 20s is a critical hit. Yes. Well, hold and on then... a second, because Uska has acted, and let me see if they're within... He's within 30 feet. She could use a little... Well, you're up in the air. What was that? You're up in the air. Oh, true. How high is this ledge? I'm 25 feet away. I mean, it was five feet from Matumbe, but he was like over here coming down as the ledge goes down. I'll say you can do it, but it's dubious at best. I'd say you're about 32 and a half feet away by Pythagoras. <laughs> oh, good thing we're rounding down. She does throw a little divine interference. Uh, so I'm going to get rid of a first level spell. So just at a minus one. Okay. Well, you probably saved him the attack. Uh, that is a 17, 38. That does hit. Okay, well, save you the crit. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, well, that's a natural 17, so if it does hit, that's a uh, critical threat. Oh. So I do have to roll to confirm, but I assume I do the same thing where I um, roll twice for the confirm. With protective luck? Um. Yeah. I think that one's just... Whenever uh, it's for attack rolls, including weapon attacks. Okay. Uh, either way, he's got the benefit of um, improved critical. Uh, and so the 13 on the die that was my lowest goes to a 17 on the die, which hit him. Um, so that's a crit. Okay. And then last attack. 
is a mess with the two. Um, so we got a hit and a crit. Let's see. So we'll do the hit first, because the hit hit first. That is 19 points of damage. And then the crit, 32 points of damage. And he has... Uh, which do I want to use? I can't use both. Hey, you know what? You're going to stop bleed next round, so uh, make me a fortitude save as I use my staggering critical. Oh. Thank goodness I'm rolling well so far tonight. 28 total. 28 is a success. However, you're still staggered for one round. And that's his turn. It is Sawyer's turn. Great. I am so excited. It's been 150 episodes. Let's go. All right. So he is on this little like ramp up to Ren Church. Um, sounds like the way that he needs to get down, like if he were to step off is about five feet down, right, Griff? That's what you said in that area? Yeah, it'll be like difficult terrain, basically. Okay. So unfortunately, that means that he can't do his pounce, which is what I really wanted to do, which is charge and full attack. But he can step down as, as he's doing so. He lets out this guttural, huge tiger roar as he enters his rage. Then he turns to Ikmer and says, Take the priest. I'll save her bear. And is going to move down a little bit to be threatening the vampire hunter as he strikes with his now that he is raging plus five furious saw back sword long sword. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> That's what it says in, in Hero Lab for that. <laughs> it's a mouthful. A little bit, yeah. Power attack on. Let's see what I can do. 19 on the oh. die. That must hit. Um, That is 46. Yeah, 46 hits. All right. His AC is in the 40s, so. Well, it wasn't a gimme, I guess. Wasn't sure what power attack took you down to. So. 35 points of damage, and that's the plus five. Is that not a crit threat? Holy crap, you're right. I, I, <laughs> I am so used... I, I, I play an alchemist and an inquisitor on this show. I for, I completely forgot that there are... You want a judicious force that? That is within 10 feet, and Matumbe has acted, so he absolutely will. Ooh, um, if you said it was in the 40s, I don't think that's going to do it because that's going to go to a... 37. Yeah, unfortunately not a confirmed critical, but I'll take the original 35 damage. Alright, so he does all of that damage, and that should be the end of his turn. Ikmer, you're up. He is right at the bottom of this ramp, and oh, I'm gonna mispronounce her name. The ghoul cleric is Natisha. Is in a in a straight line, he is going to charge. Okay. So a lot of attack, a lot of attacks coming. I don't think there are. I think there's exactly one attack coming because you don't have pounce. <sighs> yeah, you're right. You've been, you keep trying to move and do live attacks today. Honestly, I, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking today. He's trying to ride a broom. 
Let's <laughs> rather broom do all his attacks. Eleven on the die. Does a thirty-four hit? Does a thirty-four hit? Yes. Yes. It does hit the opposing cleric. She is evil. If you want to apply your holy damage. Oh, I do. And with that holy damage, that is going to be twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Lyra. Lyra turns to Eclipse, who's standing right next to her. I'd really like to give us an additional buff. We could use the help. If you move in, I'll be able to get you included in it. And then Lyra would like to delay her turn until after Eclipse goes. Okay. Eclipse. So you said before, like an invisible stalker. That's how this one guy's invisible? Yes. Is he... So you can echolocate him. I can. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey. So you can see he's right here. Uh, Yep. Okay. And that's within 40 feet, right? That's what I thought. Yeah, but you're going to fuck up this buff plan for sure. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, Lyra, but he's nowhere near the rest of them. And I think he's going to come after you guys. And she's going to pass to mechanically charge can't charge through the lopper. Oh, right. Since I can't charge through the lopper, I can, though... You can have the lopper move. And, right. And I was going to say, I can have the lopper move first. So, he can move in. He would have to double move. Ooh. But she can tell him to move basically almost straight ahead, but not quite. And he'll be next to her. Not that I will do a ton of good, but he'll be next to her when she then charges now that he's moved and she's going to attack a square directly in front of her now that she's charged and uh, she would basically tell him like to try and attack the same square. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a 50-50, but... Yep. Uh, all right, so she's going to try and attack. 19 on the die, that's a critical threat! Oh! <laughs> nice. Okay, let's, let's see if I can... Not as good on the confirm. <laughs> 32? No. Okay, that's what I thought. I didn't, didn't do so great there. Um, but it's still a, a guaranteed hit. And that is important. It's 42 points of damage. She ran up. Well, I guess it would be technically 34 because she charged. But she ran up and hit. Okay. Now the lopper is going to do a 50-50. See if he can even try and hit. What hits? Uh, 51 and higher. Okay. 28. He does not hit. Swing and a miss. Head butts the air. Lyra. Sorry for messing up your turn. That's okay. Lyra shakes her head sadly and continues with what she would have done uh, if she wouldn't have delayed. Lyra moves down the walkway <laughs> to get more in line with the party members who are fighting down below. She pulls out a trusted and true buff. She casts Blessing of Fervor. And due to the logistics of this combat and how far she can cast it, it's only going to affect Ikmer, Airbear, Saw, Matumbe, and Lyra. She can't get anyone else included in that. If only she had gone sooner in initiative. Is it no two can be more than 30 feet apart? Yes. 
One creature per level. Ah, uh, yeah. Loppers. Just 35. Yeah. I was trying to do a lot of measuring. <sighs> Look, I was worried about the back line. Oh, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> I, uh, Lyra could not see the invisible enemy. So in her mind, everyone was going down the path and directly to the visible combatants. So make sure you select which blessing you would like to receive. Both my boys are going standard. The plus two attack, plus two AC one for now, at least. All right. At the top of the order. And as sorry, as a swift action, Lyra will start singing. I almost forgot that. There it is. Thank you. Yes. Let's see. We're going to go ahead and uh, he can tell that you see him because you pointed him out. But the lopper just whiffed on him, so he's going to attack the lopper several times here. Look, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, that's going to be a 39. Yeah. Natural one. And a 22 against your flat-footed. No. Okay. So just one hit. Um, Actually, not even close. My flat-footed is good. 35 damage, and you are bleeding six. Or, sorry, bleeding seven. Uh, And then he will uh, five-foot step back. And I take bleed at the end of my turn? Yes. Thank you. Hey, Bear, you're up. All right. Because he activated his boots last turn, he is going to activate his challenge this turn against Muriela. This is the last time that you bring evil upon this world. And what blessing of fervor are you using? The the not extra attack, the plus two. Plus two, yes, yes. AC attack reflex bonus. Oh wow. Five foot he he takes a five foot step diagonal forward to be directly in front of her and full attacks. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I I don't think I've ever rolled this well in my life. An 18 on the die. Critical threat with 46. That hits. A 45 with a 17 on the die. Yep. How are they at the same bonus? Because of the... Oh, yeah, duh. Because you're haste. I have to do some mental math. The next one is going to be a, is a 15 on the die for 38. That hits. And I know that the next one will not hit. It's in the 20s. No. That is three unconfirmed critical hits. All right. You want to get to confirming? I do. And I will start with one... Oh baby, this is this is juicy, but uh, the the first is a forty six. We already know that one. That'll confirm. Yep. And a forty four. We know anything above a thirty eight's doing it. Does a twenty nine or uh, excuse me, a thirty three? Thirty three does. That is three criticals already, and the good rolls keep on coming. Three 19s for a 46, a 46, and a 41. 
Those all hit. Oh, I will roll to confirm. And the first is a 33. The second... That confirms. ...is a 47. And the last is definitely will not confirm with a 29. Nope, but the other the other ones do. I don't think it's going to matter much. Did you get a nat 20 on one of your confirms? Yeah, he had mm-hmm. to have on the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the 47. What are these rolls? Air Bear really does not like the night hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, people I killed know his I family. Said, <laughs> I know I said it was his combat, but damn. <laughs> I didn't realize Dice would agree. <laughs> <laughs> this is... He's been holding out for this one. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> He's been saving it, saving it in the past 30 episodes or so for, for this, this one combat. These dice are about to retire after this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, these, these dice carried you through the night, Harrows, but not the uh, not the Whispering Tyrant fight. All right. Got your vengeance. Yeah, I got your vengeance. Came up a little short with saving the world, though. <laughs> wow. All right, give me a second to do all this math. I mean, what's your what's your like static damage oh. times uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine t- times ten? St- okay, because you've done you've you've succeeded at a hit and five crits, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> your static damage is gonna be uh, times eleven. So you just put that in. And I can almost guarantee that kills Saw. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it no doubt is. It, it no doubt is. Uh, like your your static challenge damage is like twenty it's something, 39 right? Thirty nine right now. Yeah, so the, you'd be doing over yeah. four hundred points of damage just with the static. You don't need to roll dice. <laughs> How do you kill her? <laughs> oh, she she has a hundred twenty hit points. She's a <laughs> So we can pretty safely say he like probably clears 450. Oh, absolutely. If not higher. Oh, yeah. God damn. Oh, this is a real slice and dice type of situation. All of these years of, of dodging and being, having to be incredibly agile. He literally runs circles around her as she is trying to fumble fumbles her cards her harrow cards and the last strike is from the top down and she splits into along with all of her cards oh I really split the deck on that one (laughs) (laughs) do you chain challenge the invisible stalker you can, yeah, you can see him now, this uh, invisible guy up in the corner. <clears throat> That's me desperately asking for help. Because <laughs> we're the only two who can see him. Yeah, the, the heavies can handle the other folks, but nobody else, I don't think, is going to have a prayer of seeing the invisible stalker. We'll be rolling concealments for days. He's too far away, though, isn't he? It has to be within I 30 feet. To... Let me double check. For choosing? For chain challenge. Oh. Uh, uh, I know I have to see them, so that's that's a good thing. Now you can. Yeah, it's thirty. Yeah, does regular? Does regular? Uh, I was gonna say, does regular challenge have a 
range because if it didn't state anything it'd just be that yeah it, it's it is indeed 30 feet oh so he is going to chain well i will i will uh i will allow a perception check here then before you decide on the chain okay okay yeah absolutely slightly distracted with a total 24 yeah with a 24 it does seem like the stiffness that uh, Vesnik was showing when he was attacking you has like faded off of him as if the command undead he's been under for years has just been lifted <gasps> oh well, don't challenge him. Remember, he told you in those, you know, nights as he was the only one that would really talk to you that she's been controlling. Like, he didn't willingly join the Night Harrows either. Say something to him. Yes. The weight, the weight of her presence is, is lifted off of me to a point where I am quite quite literally lighter than than I was before. My heart breaks for for anyone that that was under her control. Vesnik, how do you feel? Finally free. After all this time. And he turns towards Nutisha, swords drawn. Shall we finish this air bear? Let's. Well, then I think I know where the chain challenge is going. To Natisha. Well, it is Natisha's turn, and she, you know, she hears this exchange happen between the two of you and snarls, but she has Ikmer in her face. And she's going to attempt to cast defensively here because she doesn't have a spot where she can move, I don't think. Uh, without being threatened now. All right. She has it. She, to everyone but Erbear, she appears to completely blink out of existence. Erbear, you can see this, like, with true seeing, you can see this, like, after-image shade of her, as if she's, like, somewhere between planes. And you watch her... Just move past Ikmer. But that is her turn. Mirella, Mirella is dead. Let me, let me, let me put that little dead, little. There we go. She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Durant, it's your turn. Now this is tricky here because we have vampire on our side now. Wolf, I'm assuming will follow suit. The Harrow Lady is dead. Invisible man has always been invisible, and now the only other sighted opponent has disappeared onto some other plane or something, at least that we cannot see her. Meaning that Durin can see nobody on this battlefield. I, I think at this point, that means looking at my sheet and what I have available to me, the tools in my toolbox, he's just going to ready in action to if he sees an enemy appear at any time, he is going to. I think he's just going to throw a bomb at him. And at this point, he knows they're both evil. It's going to be one of them holy bombs. Okay. Yeah, I would say, like, Eclipse can can kind of be pointing this invisible guy out. 
you know, as he moves. Yeah. But even Eclipse cannot see the cleric. Yeah. Uska, uh, I'd let you roll a spellcraft as he saw that spell get cast. If you have spellcraft, any shit, Durin has. Uh, he definitely does. Yeah. You could, not, you could definitely roll it too. Um, because you guys could definitely see that cast. He's no Tulia, but he's got an okay one. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you do it on your terms. Uh, dirty twenty's not happening. I'm yeah, sure. dirty twenty. You're not sure. I'll roll it for Uska, but it's not high. Okay. Yeah, with a nine, that's not going to do it either. No, that's yeah. She should definitely cast vanish on herself. Uska <laughs> <laughs> is at a loss of enemies to fight, but she can help someone else see those enemies. She is up on the ledge. And she is a small, uh, small creature. Is she able to, with difficult terrain, hop down the ledge and keep moving? Yeah. All right. So she, she does that, and she ends up right next to Sawyer. Oh yeah. We're gonna need you in this combat. This will help clear your eyes. And she casts True Seeing on him. Uh, Saw so you as well can see just this like shadow mm. of the like you, even with true seeing you cannot make her out completely okay you see right here where i'm pointing on the map is the cleric and you can also now see 10 feet in front of the lopper is the invisible psychopath and air bear gains i'm gonna hit fuck four. somebody's day up this turn okay awesome matumbe you could also roll a spellcraft yes. here. Ooh, I, again, real real crap roll here, but let's see if that does that. Uh, 28 spellcraft. Let's see. I think that's enough. Um, th this looks like she cast Ethereal Jaunt. Okay. And so you know that she is now on the ethereal plane. Mm -hmm. She likely won't be there for long because you know you'd know it's like a rounds per level spell. You know that an ethereal creature, so basically the way ethereal works is they can see and hear onto the material plane. Uh, you can't see them back, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, true seeing allows you to see like the shadow of someone existing on the ethereal plane near you. Sight and hearing on the material plane are limited to 60 feet. Force effects and abjurations affect an ethereal creature normally. Uh, their effects extend on the ethereal plane from the material plane, but not vice versa. An ethereal creature can't attack material creatures, and spells you cast while ethereal affect only other ethereal things. Certain material creatures or objects have attacks or effects that work on the ethereal plane. Um, treat other ethereal creatures and ethereal objects as if they were material. If you end the spell and become material while inside a material object, you get pushed out, blah, blah, blah. So basically, although Saw can see her until yes. she pops into existence, I don't think Saw has anything that he can do to target an ethereal creature. This is really good news because he is a little stupid and uh, very angry. So uh, Matumbe will definitely shout, Sawyer, focus your rage on the invisible man. This one is on the ethereal plane. You cannot touch her for now. Boy, but 
he can't see the invisible stalker guy. He can't see this lady on the ethereal plane. There's almost nothing he can do. After ro I guess he could run up and try to swing at the square that Eclipse and the Lopper were swinging at. Uh, Eclipse would have said that he's now 10 feet directly in front of the Lopper. Oh, this is going to be sweet. So, Matsume's going to give it a shot. We'll see what happens. What's nice is that... Is that 30? I don't know why I think I have 25 feet. I have 30. So he's going to move up, be right next to this creature, and attempt to swing into the air and see if he connects with anything. Now, that movement would provoke from him because you're moving past a threatened square here. Oh, you're right. And she did say that, so maybe he wouldn't have done that. He's very smart guy. So he would just move up. And this does still leave Saw yeah. an opportunity to get up there with his 10 feet of reach. So. Yeah, don't provoke from the invisible guy with 76 sneak attack. I'd rather not. <laughs> so that would be is he uh, is he an undead creature it's gonna matter for he is not an okay. undead creature so that is going to be 34 to hit I'm gonna go ahead and throw an inspiration on there because a 34 I'm not sure if that hits or not I can't remember. we know it didn't okay because it didn't confirm a crit okay interesting well how about a 35 35 meets feats ah that's funny all right, great. Well, as you said, not undead, so we're not looking at a lot of damage here. 51% or higher will hit him. Ooh, fair enough. 15 mm. doesn't happen. <laughs> Reverse those bad boys you got. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, all right, well, Matumbe uh, runs up, swings, uh, and misses. However, he has just informed the party that this, uh, this cleric ethereal jaunted. Tulia. They can't do anything when they're in the ethereal plane. Right. They can't do anything to the material plane. Uh, she could have gone there to heal herself or buff herself, but... Um, but she can't do anything. She can't do anything to you guys. Yeah, so I was going to say I could cast one more true scene by using a limited wish if that was worth it, but it doesn't even feel worth it because the only one who can even affect her is probably me with all my force stuff. Just doesn't feel very... Well, you or, you know, Eclipse has ethereal armor and could go fuck her up in the in the ethereal plane if she wanted to. Right, but I don't need to give her true scene to do that. Right, right. That's what I was saying is I could cast true scene right now on someone to, like, you know, mess with her. Yeah, but... the best person would be you because then you could magic missile. Yeah, it's just I feel like that doesn't do a ton. This has to be the last combat of the day. It just has to. I could do this all three episodes. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> um, the reason I, I say that is because I think I might even use the Quicken Meta Magic Rod to cast Limited Wish to cast True Scene on herself and then use the Magic Missile Wand to cast Magic Missile at her and just be, like, constantly attacking her. I think that's the best thing I can do because no matter what, I can't see any enemies. Mm -hmm. So I gotta gotta attack someone. Mm -hmm. That or I'm sitting here readying stuff. Right. That's really expensive, but if you can keep hassling her, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I just, I don't, I right. mean, there's nothing else I can do. Exactly. <laughs> right. 
So I am going to do that. I have one more charge remaining on the quick and mad magic rod. Uh, and then I will cast that uh, magic missile at her, assuming I can see her and stuff. Can you read the text of true seeing? Yeah. Because I, I'm i pretty sure true seeing lets you see onto the ethereal plane, but I don't know what range it allows you to do that at. The range of true seeing is 120 feet, and I can focus in my vision to see into the ethereal plane, but not into extra dimensional spaces. So, yeah. You should be be good. I wasn't sure if it was like a weird thing where it's like Mm -hmm. you can just see them like as you come up on them. Nah, that's more like the echolocation because that's only 40 feet. This is 120. Um, So roll 5d4 plus 5, I believe. I've only done Magic Missile a million times. I should know this. Mm -hmm. Okay. that's 18 points of force damage directly to, to her. And that is my turn. I, it was an expensive one, but I think worth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now there are two people who can see her constantly, no matter what, and the invisible one. It is Vesnik's turn. Uh, he um, urges Varu up to sniff Ed Grief out. He's going to make a perception check. Definitely with 18 on the die. Uh, points that square out for uh, Vesnik. And once Vesnik realizes that, he's going to... If he's double moving, I'd rather go here to keep out of everyone's way and kind of box him in. And now Vesnik life sense kicks in and he at least has like a... He, does, he still has to roll like a mischance, but he knows where... Uh, Ad grief is so he double moves to kind of box him in there and it's Sawyer's turn well if we were on my old computer where I had the drops ready to go this is where I would play the Jellicle Cats drop (laughs) but I don't have that installed on my new computer because Sawyer's going to move up 15 feet roaring the entire time swift action um, using his infernal blood lesser ability as his horns and his mouth and his feet and his sword all get bathed in infernal hellfire as he may do a little extra fire damage if he can hit but here we go mechanically charging pouncing full round attack on this creature that he can see all right coming off of the sword i got a 45 a 33 a 30 i know the last two don't hit first one hits all right So he swings three times, wham, 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 with his sword. First one connects. We've got... That is going to be... Do you need the fire broken out or you want it together? No, you can just get it together. Okay, cool. That is going to be 38 points of damage. Okay. Okay, then he's going to try and take a bite at this creature. Ooh, 18 on the die with a plus 29 to hit. Definitely does it. This guy doesn't happen to worship Urgothoa, does he? No. Okay. He's a moiterer. It's Norgerber. He chomps into this guy doing another 31 points of damage. Okay. His mouth spattered in gore. He spits that blood into the ground. And as his head bows down, he tries to ram his devil horns into the creature. 
Ooh. Um, oh, that'll do it. 36. Yep. 26 points of damage. And that one does it. Yeah. So the gore is just like, he's like, he's kind of walled off on these ruins that he's walked up against. And the, the horns just kind of like dig him in against the wall and impale him against the wall. And, um, and those of you that can't see him just see this blood stain start to form on the wall where around Saw's horn. I, I like to imagine, I don't know if anyone has seen uh, the, the Predator prequel Prey, where there's at one point where the Predator's invisible and kills like a bear or a wolf or something and just holds it over his body. And it's just like drenching <laughs> down over him as he's invisible. Wait, no. That, that's backwards. <laughs> the blood outlines okay, it. Imagine man. that in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> imagine the bear tore his throat open and the, yeah. the blood made him visible. <laughs> all right, but that's the that's all he can do that round. So that's done. Okay, Ikmer. All right, everyone has. I'm guessing people have pointed out where this ethereal lady has gone. Oh, where the ethereal lady is gone. Yeah, I mean, I guess Saul would probably be like, she's right next to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. but he, he sends a hoof her way. Yeah. But there's nothing you can really do against that her. Is, that is very true. He ready, readies an action to, to strike at the square that everyone has been pointing at, but uh, that is all he can do. Okay. Eclipse. Eclipse also can't really do much. <laughs> So she is going to, um, like, she can't do much because she can't see it, uh, the creature. But if it's pointed out right, she's going to walk uh, her 20 feet of movement. And she has just enough to get close to where that square was that uh, Sawyer pointed out. And she is just going to ready an action to attack. And the lava's going to pop on over, like, next to her and also ready an action to attack in case she pops out further away. So that's, I think, all I can do. You're not going to go ethereal and fight her? Can I attack her as normal and ethereal? Yeah. She can attack you as normal and ethereal, too. But. Just don't die. <laughs> we can't can't get you back from the ethereal plane. Yeah, don't worry. Tulia's backing you up with some magic missiles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Sawyer and Herbert are just narrating the fight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you convince me? I'll go ethereal. What okay. does that mean? Is that my action? Uh, well, it's a move action to activate a magic item, which would put you back here. But then, I mean, because you're ethereal, people don't get in your way. I think you can standard action charge. Or I guess you can't standard action charge unless you're denied your move. Is that how that works? You are able to take only a standard action on your turn. You can still charge, yada, yada, yada. You can't use this option unless you are restricted to taking only a standard action on your turn. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you, you take the move action. You can then see her, and you're on the same plane as her. Ghouls, right? Yes. No issues with fire from ghouls? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Pyrotechnic uh, Eruption on her. Okay. And that's my last level four spell. So I need a reflex save. Reflex save from the ghoul. I could try it. Let's see. It's her worst save. It's 22. Oh, you do save. But you're still going to take 13d6 uh, in half for the damage. 
So you're going to take 25 points of damage. 25 damage. So good. And uh, now it's going to surround you and just uh, stay with you even if you teleport. What if I change planes? Well, uh, that's a different story. By all means, come back to the material plane. (laughs) (laughs) I think my friends will welcome you. Uh, And the lopper's still going to do the same thing, which is move over here and ready to attack. Okay. Lyra, doing anything? She cannot do much, but she can ready a dispel magic for if our last combatant pops back up onto this plane, she will target her with a dispel magic. Okay. Air Bear. Air Bear is also going to walk up ready in action to attack when she becomes available to hit. All right, it is Nutisha's turn. Well, now, I mean, like, Eclipse is in living color. Everyone else is gray. Eclipse is, like, (laughs) clearly on the (laughs) She's going to cast a spell into her hand, move up to you, and I need you to make a will save. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm not good at these. Natural twenty. Yes. Nice. Oof, you're lucky. Um, so you only take seventy-five points of negative energy damage. Oh, that was harm, wasn't it? It was harm, and uh, she doesn't have Death Ward on because she's on a different plane than Matumbe right now. Bad choice. But that is her turn. It is now Duran's turn. Duran will do the same thing he did last turn. <laughs> Delay with the bomb. Yes. Okay. Uska. Uh, can Uska take a quick look around at everyone's health and do uh, like a heal check just to know where everyone's sitting? Sure, you can kind of scan the environment. Oh, a natural 20 for a 41. <laughs> Whoa. Well, then I will tell you that while raging, Sawyer Savarin is at 310 out of 310. <laughs> Perfect. Which would have been 152 little to the air bears. Yeah, yeah, still shockingly below what I would have needed to survive the air bear round. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm fully healed up across the board. I think air bear is taking damage. Air bear has. He is at about 50%. All right. Well, you do heal five hit points at the start of her turn. Thank you. I don't know if anyone else is damaged. Uska still can't see onto the ethereal plane. So she is just going to buff up the party as best she can. She throws a protective luck onto, you know what, onto the lopper. And then she will cackle with her move action. Ooh, what's this feeling? Uh, Matumbe, I assume you're moving and readying or something. Yeah, there are... Plenty of people who are stacked up where she would pop out, I guess. I guess they would know she's over here now. She's Okay, she's moved a little bit. So, yeah, he'll do exactly that. Five-foot step ready action. Okay. Tulia, you want a wand of magic missile? Yeah, that's what I usually do. Keep it up. Let's go. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'll do. Do you have any swift, swift uh, you want to use your uh, quick amount of magic rods? Swift action another magic missile <laughs> from, the, from your spell slots? 
You probably don't prepare it ever because you have a wand. Prepared specifically higher for the metamagic feat, which I do have, and I could cast that and trip her potentially for Eclipse. So I'm going to do that. Can you quicken that on top of it? Can you so metamagic and metamagic? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I could potentially use the last charge. I think you can. It just increases the spell level if you, like, like I think you can, like, quicken and power. So you can only use one metamagic rod on any given spell, but it is permissible right. to combine a rod with metamagic feats per- possessed by the wielder. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, so I'll metamagic, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll use the last charge of the rod because I'm, we are going to bed. Uh, you don't know that. We're going to bed. <laughs> I will be shoving everyone into the mansion. Uh, anyways. Because they're headed to the Nagu. Uh, that's fine. We like that place. Uh, so anyways, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'll do a top lane spell. Um, I'm also going to do my roll five. Five, D, four. 23 points of force damage to start. And then I need to make a trip check using my intelligence and caster level. Against my CMD? Yeah, like a normal trip attack. Jesus. Oh, that's a 38 to trip. Well, that just does it. Okay, Ooh, cool. Wow. Tripped. And then going to use the, the wand to hit her with more force damage. Yeah. All right. Keep yeah. it up. That's 19 points of force damage. So she's tripped in front of Eclipse and just has been barreled with these <laughs> meta magic or the magic missiles. All right. Let me pop prone on. I'm ready for Eclipse to kill this beast. Killer. Well, Vesnik is not going to do anything. Sawyer probably readies in action because he's right next to her. I can see her. You got it. Ikmer probably moves up mm-hmm. and readies an action, and then it is Eclipse's turn. Oof. So uh, I'll take a minus four to my AC. 18 on the die. <gasps> There's, that's, I no way that that's not going to hit. Yeah, but I'm going to guess that'll hit. Yeah, with a 46. Yeah, you good. Okay, great. <laughs> my prone AC is only 44. <laughs> So that's going to be 47. That's not true. <laughs> this is a pretty beefy cleric. 47 <laughs> points of damage. And then I'm going to roll to attack again. As the rare prone build. Higher AC while prone. <laughs> it acts like a triple total defense. <laughs> <laughs> 34. 34 hits. Do that a uh, turtle. 44 points of damage. 44 damage. And, uh, you know, all of you with ready to action see her body <laughs> pop into the material plane and swing at it. <laughs> <laughs> but she's very much dead already. Oh, I'm sure those uh, either Sawyer or Air Bear is just like, and this is happening, this is happening. While Julia and Eclipse are just like focusing attack. Mm-hmm. All right. We done. Yes, I would say despite, uh, you know, Vesnik and... His wolf Avaru still being alive, they clearly switched to Air Bear's side once he freed them from the control of Mirella. And Air Bear and his friends finally have defeated the Night Harrows that tortured him and killed his family. 
And for now, Kendra is safe with all of you. You see, for the first time, across the grounds of Wren Church, just like silence and quiet and no movement. But above the wall, you see floating by the hull of the Nigul, ready to pick you guys up. That's my yeah. girl. There's only one way forward across this battered landscape east to Gallowspire and the burned city of Adarak around it. The party gathers together and boards the ship. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next oh. week. Oh my god. I knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.